You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Why are we 10 years old? I don't know. Why I don't is know. that still funny? It will always be funny. It's why we're losing listeners by the week. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, And we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Travis Curra. Brazilian Ty is here. It's been a while, but Masters Weekend is here, Ty. All eyes on Tiger. What a remarkable comeback again. (laughs) 14 months, almost died. Um, Nobody thought, well, I shouldn't say nobody, there was... You know, a thought that maybe he might not ever be able to walk again. Like, this is crazy. Uh, the guy just keeps doing it. Uh, his body is held together by, you know, basically duct tape and toothpicks at this point. Yeah, he's a RoboCop out there. And let's see if he can pull it off this weekend. You know, Ty is going to have dozens of dollars bet on <laughs> on the Masters. I, I know somebody down mm-hmm. in Augusta mm-hmm. for the event. I'm not classy enough to ever be allowed on that course. Yeah, you're not. You wouldn't be allowed on the course itself, but Augusta is such a hole that it wouldn't matter what you would look oh, like. Oh, I, I I do okay. I do okay. Yeah, you'd be fine. That's good to hear. This episode <laughs> <laughs> of To It Out is brought to you by Roomy. With warmer weather on the way, it's here in parts of the country anyway. Yard work is here as well, and lots of it. Prune your trees and shrubs, clean your eaves troughs, replace those drafty windows you noticed over the winter, or you can call Rumi to take care of all your outdoor and indoor spring home maintenance while you fire up the barbecue and relax. Visit Rumi.ca, that's R-U-M-I dot C-A, or call 1-844-777-7864 and let Rumi's trusted local experts take care of your yard so all you have to do is enjoy it. In the huddle with Karan Todd on the Two and Out podcast. All right. Lots has happened since we last recorded a podcast. And I know the Elks, Chris Jones, made a bit of a splash uh, earlier in the year by hiring or signing some veteran receivers. One of them already retiring that is uh, Adarius Bowman uh what six weeks he was a member of the Elks but he's retiring as a member of the green and gold and I mean that's probably exactly where he should have retired so I mean that's good to see yeah all of his you know biggest career achievements you know his best seasons came uh with Edmonton they obviously won a great cup together um I mean, when when he signed, I think everybody kind of was like, well, what is this about? But I, I think it makes complete sense now. Yeah, absolutely it does. And he went on quite the run uh, that Grey Cup year. He had 1,300 yards and 
2014, he had 1,456 yards. In 2016, 1,761 yards. Darius and Mike Riley had quite the chemistry. <laughs> and uh, let's just say this, the longest reception for Darius Bowman, the year they won the Grey Cup, 69 yards. Nice. <laughs> you know, like, why are we... 10 years old. I don't know. Why I don't is know. that still funny? It will always be funny. It's why we're losing listeners by the week. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> I will say the biggest news item so far this offseason has been the non-news item of the CFL. It, considering moving to four downs, it's it's been a game of he said, she said, they said this. No, it, it's been a story of he said, and we all know who he is. Yes. Uh, allegedly, the, the CFL did have a vote on during the meetings and the rules and things like that, and two teams did vote in favor, but that's only 22% of the league. It was Calgary, oh, math guy. Calgary and Toronto uh, voted in favor of moving to four downs. Um, it's been, you know, talked about that Toronto is struggling to bring people in, so that doesn't really surprise me. Calgary is starting to struggle a little bit as well, but I think if they had a better facility with that winning yep. team and culture there, I don't think it's that big of an issue but you have to get uh, that team a team of that quality in a better stadium yeah I, I mean you know for years everybody bemoaned taylor field and you know how much of a crapshoot it was going you know getting in and out of there seating amenities all that like i mean the end zone bathrooms were porta potties right <laughs> Saskatchewan built a new stadium. Um, Calgary still playing McMahon. Like it hosted Great Cup. It did okay. I mean, we were close enough to you know where we came in. It, it wasn't that bad for us. But I mean, to try to get around that stadium now, it, it just it just doesn't work. Yeah, there are going to be some more discussions before we get back onto the field. CBA discussions are quietly ongoing right now. Few things. No news is good news, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think one of the intriguing rules, and I, I think teams are going to want this figured out before the draft, if they're going to mandate three Canadian starters on each side of the ball, and I think it's kind of changed over the last few years. You used to see, you know, 14 out of the first 15 picks in the draft were offensive linemen. But mm -hmm. if this changes, I think it opens things up and there's going to be all sorts of exciting things and changes happening as far as the draft goes. Well, I mean, you look at it now, like if you have a safety uh, that's Canadian, that that seems to be pretty big because then you can, have the Ameri you can have more Americans in that secondary and maybe put one, <clears throat> sorry, not put one, but... You can have an extra one at linebacker because we've seen the Canadian linebackers come in and make a difference before. There's just so many things you can shuffle around uh, when you can find those Canadians at non-traditional Canadian positions. It's just one of those things. But mandating it, um, I wonder if the teams just decide that these are the areas that we want Canadians and they'll just 
make sure they draft the best ones available at those positions and, you know, fill the roster with uh, the best Americans they can after that. And if a Canadian, if they can start four Canadians, then great. Uh, but I, I just see teams figuring out the, the three guys on the field they want to be Canadian and just focusing on those positions. CFL Combine is in the books and some names highlighted by Marshall Ferguson, who was covering it uh, for CFL.ca. The brothers from the University of Waterloo, Tyrell and Trey Ford. Trey is uh, the quarterback there, and it, it looks like he's got a shot at getting drafted into the CFL as a quarterback, not being forced to you know, change positions to make it in the league, and mm-hmm. why not go to BC? I mean, <laughs> they've got the, the two Canadians already. Just add another one. Yeah, and I mean, if you, if you can beat out one guy in camp, it's not like they're just giving you that position. Jalen and Tyson Philpot, the receivers from the University of Calgary, were highlighted as well from that day. Those two guys could go in the top five, twin brothers. That'd be really cool to see. And I think the one that stole the show, according to Marshall, and I trust Marshall, Tyrell Richards yep. with uh, Syracuse University, put in five hours of work. <laughs> and he, he goes as a linebacker. He was working the defensive lineman drills. He was doing the special teams drills. This guy's going to take a shot. He probably is going to get drafted in oh, yeah. the, the first round, and I think teams are going to like to see that work ethic anyway. The, the work ethic, uh, you know, they got to see more of him than anybody else. Uh, you know, they, they're talking about him, gets gets his name out there. Like, it, it's pretty smart. Granted, five hours, we, we've seen what has happened, especially the NFL combine and pro days and stuff where guys get hurt. Uh, so I mean, you're run, you're running that risk, but the reward may be worth it. In uh, the next couple of weeks here, we're going to learn who's going to be winning this year's John Cornish Trophy. That goes to the best Canadian in NCAA football. Uh, running back Chase Brown is up for the award. Linebacker Jesse Jesse Lutka, Nick Mardner, receiver John Mechie, re- receiver Jared Wayne. Receiver John Mechie the third was the winner last year. Chuba Hubbard the year before. Nathan Rourke the previous two years before that. Um, Jeske looked uh, probably. I'm just gonna. He might. He's probably gonna get a pretty good shot at the NFL. But he uh, he's ranked number one in the CFL scouting bureau from Ottawa, playing for Penn mm-hmm. State. So uh, that's, we, the, that's the only knock against them is Penn State. <laughs> we might not see him in the CFL. He could no. win this award, uh, and then uh, that'd be a pretty, pretty, pretty big uh, notch in his cap for him. Yeah, my, my money's on on Mechie. Um, just you know, he's a monster. Yeah, for him to go back to back, I mean, that would be or not. It would be back to back. Yep. Oh, I guess, yeah, because their season's kind of screwed up. But, um, you know, he plays in a in arguably the toughest conference. They made it all the way to a national championship. He was dominant again. Uh, yeah, he didn't, he didn't factor into the playoffs because he got hurt, but his regular season was just ridiculous again. Yeah, that's true. He was better than the year he already won the award. Yeah. He... Uh... 
was uh, on the All SEC team. He had 96 catches, 1142 yards, eight touchdowns. Unfortunately, tore an ACL in the conference title game, which and, and sucks. before he tore his ACL, he still had six catches for 97 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> he's a dominant player. Hopefully, he can recover well from that that knee injury. Mm-hmm. But uh, a great Canadian that we probably never see in uh, in the CFL probably goes yeah. the way of uh, Maple Tron, which uh, Chase Claypool has uh, now, I think, trademarked that. Don't, so <laughs> Yeah, he's trademarking it, and if I was the Steelers, I'd have him on the trade market. <laughs> uh, the draft and the global draft are both happening on May 3rd, so right around the corner. I'd say that Shy Ross of the Elks has been having a combine of his own. Dude, yeah, that's uh, fair. Lifting weights, doing backflips with the weights. I mean, if I was a GM, I, I'd see that and be like, that's great. And I'd go full Lou Brown. Don't ever do it again. <laughs> you know, at the same time, though, he's doing more to promote CFL athletes than anybody else. Yes, 100%. But I'm just saying, if I if I'm the Elks GM, like I, <laughs> I love what you're doing, just don't do it again. And then he'll just do another trick, just like the uh, backflip yeah. Oreo Dunkin' Milk. Don't yeah. do that again. Yeah. Okay, I'll no, do- that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Probably not gonna end your career with that one if it goes wrong. Well, it would end my career if I attempted it. <laughs> okay, I, okay, his career. <laughs> I have pulled my hamstring, or not pulled it, tweaked my hamstring cleaning my Traeger today, so my backflip days are long gone. I could accidentally backflip off of something, but not on purpose. Yeah, if it's a long way down. Yeah. Uh, One of the worst kept secrets in the ZFL was the return of Touchdown Atlantic this year, but now we have all Mm -hmm. the details. It'll happen July 16th in Wolfville, Nova Scotia at Acadia University between the Argos and Riders. Normally, they've got a 3,000-seat capacity, but they're going to add 7,000 temps. Uh, There there is a connection with two of these teams. Uh, With the province, Hinoch Mwamba went to St. FX. Mm-hmm. I got. I don't know. He might be the best player in St. FX history. Might uh, look that one up. Uh, Brett Lowther is also from Nova Scotia, and I think there's a lot riding on this game, Ty. Um, COVID killed a lot of things, and one of them was uh, the stadium project in Halifax and the, the prospect mm-hmm. and positive outlook on a 10th team. If this does well, hopefully that breathes light into that and life into that project. But they do need to have a, a good showing here, and fill that stadium, and have a great atmosphere at Touchdown Atlantic 2022. Yeah, and I think you know having having the riders there because uh, a the fan base travels well, and b the fans just seem to be everywhere anyway. Uh, I think helps. Um, I mean, tr- you're get Toronto because they're the biggest market and just hope that that doesn't take away from anything. Uh, and like, like you said, like COVID kind of put the brakes on everything to do with, uh, with getting the 10th team in expansion. Uh, you know, they have a good showing this year and, and things kind of start to get back to, to a little bit of normal. We might see this get momentum again and pick up some speed. 
Previously talked about uh, the BC Lions. Hey, I don't know if uh, Trey Ford's going to land there, but I, I think they had a plan with with Henry Burris and uh, being there to help with those young quarterbacks. And Henry Burris was a part of the BC Lions organization for a grand total of ten days. Uh, <laughs> he had a he had a short reunion with uh, Rick Campbell. They won a Grey Cup in Ottawa together, but Henry has. Uh, uh, accepted a coaching opportunity, I believe, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, he would be better off in BC. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see how long that lasts with the Jags. <laughs> yeah. It'll be longer than Urban Meyer, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, I think so. I, I don't think Henry's going to be kicking players. Was that a thing? Am I, am I right about that one? Yeah, yeah. And then all the guys he hired. Uh, he called them out, like you know, in week six, and said, "You have to prove to me why you're here, why why you're on my coaching staff." It's like, dude, you hired them. <laughs> um, also, going back to Saint FX, uh, you forgot about uh, Mike McCullough, Great Cup champ. Hey, and I've got his uh, uh, bobblehead on my desk. So, yep. Akeem Foster. Hey, there's been some good players out of Saint FX. Uh, Paul Brule had a had a football card. He was a halfback. Nice. Great head of hair. <laughs> Best head of hair in St. FX history. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Also good news, and uh, I think we need to mention good news, the BC Lions have launched a new Indigenous youth program to teach kids football and life skills, and I think this is where the CFL needs to live. Going forward, mm-hmm. uh, get into the minds of young people. Yes, it, absolutely. It's an amazing community initiative, and uh, teams need to be focusing on this. But doing this stuff, it yeah, it creates a lot of goodwill and good things and stuff like that, but I think it will turn into helping the business as well. Yes, and I think that's the secondary aspect of it. Absolutely, think, absolutely, but it'll come. Right, like, yeah. This is obviously, I think this is something that's been lacking uh, and not just not just in the CFL, like just in in general. Like I mean, when I moved out, I didn't know how to do anything. Yeah, right. Like I mean, I learned how to make grilled cheese sandwiches and stuff in home ec, and that was about it. Um, you know, coachable coachable kids become employable adults. Uh, you know, teach them football, get them coaching. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Get them in that team environment to work with other people. Teach them life skills. You know, whether that's, you know, sim- simple stuff or, or you know, depending on age, like maybe resumes and stuff like that. Like, I mean, there's lots that they can do with it. And, you know, they get not entrenched, but I mean, I don't know, like if just being around that and it being, you know, beat the BC line that I'm sure players will be involved and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, if if kids eventually want to get into the game of football that weren't in it before, I mean, that's a positive. Absolutely. As far as on-the-field stuff goes, the Riders have made some signings. Uh, They've brought in Shaq Cooper. After a couple of seasons, he had limited touches in Edmonton, but when he got in there, he made it happen. He averaged over five yards Mm -hmm. a carry, seven yards a catch, so I think there was high hopes for him in BC, and part of it is on him. He was putting the ball on the ground, but I think also part of it was the Lions. They didn't run the ball at all. So no, it's hard. It's hard to get in that groove when you see the ball twice. Yeah, exactly. 
So we'll see if he sticks with the Riders. I think Jamal Morrow is the favorite, obviously, as the team's starting running back. Uh, Will mentioned that with the BC Lions last year, Shaq Cooper had 11 catches for 69 mm-hmm. yards. Nice. Riders. Um, <laughs> if if, if Morrow is going to be the starter, I don't think they're going to want to trot him out there for all of the returns. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying fair. to save some mileage. So, I mean, Shaq Cooper, uh, he's returned kicks before. Um, and if Jamal Morrow doesn't work out as the starter and they can put Cooper in there and send Morrow back to return kicks, I think either either way they go, it, it, it will kind of have to – it'll have to work. Uh, you know, they don't have that – that William Powell back there anymore. They don't have that big, bulky, you know, head down, embrace contact running back. They might have to go by committee just to save mileage on guys. They've also signed a defensive back. Is it C.J. Revis? Mm -hmm. Um, Spent time with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but he is known for his time with last chance you, right, Ty? Uh, Yeah, down in Scuba, Mississippi. All right. All right. So I might have to watch that on Netflix now. Yeah, it's unreal. Okay. Ty's, like all, Ty doesn't endorse many season, things. Wait till season three and four. The head coach is from Oakland. I believe the head coach is from – he's either from – no, he's from Compton. Sorry, he's from Compton. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, my – and he's – oh, he's – oh, God. He, oh, it's unreal. It's the best. <laughs> They've also brought back A.J. Hendy, who – I thought solid player with the Riders, but he left in the middle of last year because he wasn't happy with with his playing time. But, I mean, business is business, and they, they see him as a talented player, and he's going to be mm-hmm. back in Regina in 2022. Yeah, that story reminds me of the Bills player that quit at halftime and retired. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> And the, the Red Blacks have signed another offensive lineman in Randy Richards, 31 years old. He's played 39 games in between the Riders, the Stamps, and the Argos. Uh, was a part of that Grey Cup team for Calgary in 2018. Two and out as a part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Go to albertapodcastnetwork.com to check out all the other great shows a part of the network, including this one. In a world where boring dinners and ungrateful children make cooking almost unbearable. Whoa, that's a little too dramatic. Let's try this again. I'm Heather Dyer. I'm Erin Wager, And I'm Sarah Somersunderum. This is Three Kitchens, a podcast about home cooking. Whether you like cooking or you just like eating, join us to talk about food. We'll have new episodes of Three Kitchens every Tuesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Three Kitchens. They'll tickle your funny bone, wet your appetite, and warm your heart. Did that guy think he was Bruce Wayne? (laughs) I kind of liked it, actually. He made us sound super badass. <laughs> yeah, any uh, podcast about food gets my endorsement. Check mm-hmm. out Three Kitchens and all the other great shows at albertapodcastnetwork.com. All right, Ty, there it is. A bit of an off-season check-in as things chug along. We're only, well, we are less than a month away from the draft. Six, seven weeks until training camp. Hopefully, the day before training camp, we don't get news that there's going to be a lockout. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what do you? On a on on in other news, 
if anybody out there bets on Will Zalatoris this weekend, you get what you deserve. <laughs> Do you think with you know the pandemic and the economics of the game that we're struggling last year as the league came back. Does that give the owners the upper hand in these negotiations? I don't know if it's the upper hand or just, you know, they, they're going to be very adamant about what they want. And they always do have the upper hand, but yeah, they're going to. Yeah, as they should because the players are in a union. Yeah, so and the, the, the owners. But, yeah, they they want their money, so or at least yes. as much as they can get. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think they're going to come into this with how the last two years have gone and how much money they hemorrhaged, to where I don't see them bending a lot. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how this goes. It's been very very quiet, so hopefully progress mm-hmm. is being made, and uh, we'll be back on the field as scheduled in the middle of next month. Great review. uh, What's up? Two Canadians tied for the par three contest today at at Augusta. (laughs) Who? So who? Mike Weir. Oh, it was Mike Weir. (laughs) Mike, yeah, Weirzy came out bad back and all, and he's he's golfing this weekend. So, but nobody nobody's ever won the par three contest and then gone on to win the Masters in the same year. So avoid, avoid, avoid. (laughs) There's some uh, Masters betting tips. Who else do you got? Um, I. I wouldn't bet Kisner to win because he can't hit it far enough off the tee, uh, but he can putt and chip real well, and he only grew up about 27 kilometers away from Augusta. Uh, Rom hitting the ball well. Stay away from Rory because he always chokes. Don't bet on him until he actually wins one. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to bet against Tiger. When's the Brazilian Thai golf podcast? No, no, I can't. I don't have time. <laughs> oh. Dude, I just downloaded the show. Oh, okay. That that'll keep you busy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm already like 30 games in. <laughs> Rate, review, and subscribe to your favorite podcast. Hopefully, ours uh, on your favorite podcatcher. It's the Two and Out CFL podcast. Uh, talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.